everybody for joining us again today. I'm excited about every call, but this call today has me really excited. I'm always excited when paths can cross on multiple platforms and formats. And so today we have coach Brian Penny Collins with us, the head men's basketball coach at Tennessee State University. Also, so many affiliations that we cross paths with, but we're going to get in today. I don't want to give too much away. But the biggest thing why I'm excited about speaking with you today, Coach Collins, is I tell people all the time, we talk about servant leadership. Those are two small words, but they're action words. And every time I see you, every time, you know, pay attention, everything that you talk, you walk. And in this life, that is a rarity. And so I'm so thankful for what you do in the community, what you do in building young men, what you do to help, you know, just change and embrace uh, every race, every gender, and to bring all us together, man, it's big. And so the world needs to hear your message. And there was no way I don't get you on this platform to have this conversation. So I want to thank you for your time because I know time is limited in this day and age, especially basketball season. I'm just so glad to have you. So I'm going to go ahead and pass the torch to you to just kind of introduce yourself, uh, just say a few things about you, and then we'll get this conversation started. But I thank you for being here. All right. No, I appreciate you, uh, Chelsea. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan. And, you know, that's kind of how we first got connected. I've just kind of been watching from afar and what you've been doing and uh, I, I didn't know when I was going to get this call, but <laughs> but I'm glad that you invited me on and I'm just just happy to be here and just thank you so much. But, uh, you know, me, myself, I'm, I'm just a, a, a young man trying to trying to figure it out, trying to trying to connect the dots, trying to, you know, get everybody on the same page, make the world a better place. You know, that's what that's what I'm all about, about being a good person. I think that's the main thing that I really try to hang my hat on. And for my career, it's been a, it's, it feels like. Everybody looks at me and says, oh, you're so young. You're like one of the players, you know. But this is going into my 15th year of coaching uh, college basketball. And, you know, I'm a coach's son. Uh, obviously, my mom and dad been in my life. They, they've got me to this point to where I am today. So I give them all the credit on, you know, who the person I am today. You know, I played basketball since I was five, six years old. You know, being in the gym with my pops will really spark the love for me. And, uh, you know, wanting to play professional basketball was always my goal. Everybody wants to play in the NBA, and, that, and that's what I wanted to do. So going through college, ended up going to Belmont, playing four years there, started point guard, was the captain of the first ever team to go to the NCAA tournament at Belmont, and uh, really just happy to see that program continue to grow. Although they're in our conference, and and I hate them now. <laughs> no, I don't, hate, I don't hate my alma mater, but they're um, – you know, they are definitely a program that I'm, I'm glad that I have I'm had a chance to help them grow into the program they are today. And then from Belmont, I, had a, I did have an opportunity to play professional basketball, played in the developmental league. Back then it was called the D League. Now it's called the G League. Uh, them guys looking out, they're getting paid a little bit better. Everybody got their own farm team. I, right. I, <laughs> I wish I was playing in it now. I'll tell you that. But uh, it, it was a really cool experience, uh, played playing in that. And then I left and played in Finland, played over in Europe. And after that, I got an opportunity to get into coaching. That's when my uh, career really, really started. I was working really how I got into coaching was I was working camps when I got back from Finland. So when I was playing in Finland, when we got done practicing, our younger team would come onto the court and practice. So 12 and 13 year olds. And this is right around the time. If y'all remember when the Olympic team got beat in uh in the olympics by you know you know uh Mello and albert iverson and lebron all those guys got beat got like a bronze medal in the olympics and I, I couldn't believe i couldn't understand why but when i started watching our younger teams in finland practice i was like this is why these boys are doing ball handling drills taking charges and diving on the floor for loose balls and it was just so fundamentally sharp and I just remember thinking to myself oh God, I gotta take this dream these drills and all of this back to the states and start working with our youth and our community with these drills early and I'm so I'm gonna start a camp so I started the Brian Penny College running gun camp when I was like 23 years old and had like 15 kids and then like eight years later from that from that camp I had like 150 kids running camps every summer so that 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 camp is really what got me into coaching because as I was working camps, I got invited to work Tennessee State's basketball camp, Belmont's basketball camp, Vanderbilt's, uh, University of Tennessee. So I started meeting coaches, and the coach of Tennessee State offered me a grad assistant job, and that's where my, my career started. 
Uh, I was lucky enough to work on the coach side, had some great times there. Left Tennessee State as a grad assistant and went to Cumberland University was my first full-time job in AIA school. And, you know, I, I would say I was blessed to work on every level. NAIA uh, program, great coach, Lonnie Thompson, learned a lot. And uh, to me, there's no difference in levels from NAIA to Division One, other than maybe, maybe the big man. But other than that, the talent is crazy on all levels. And uh, from NAIA, Cumberland University, I, I got the head coaching job at Columbia State as a junior college head coach at like 26 years old. And uh, was lucky enough to have a, a great AD who understand my vision. And we ended up being the number three team in the country while I was there. Had a lot of great players. Had the number one player in the country my second year. And had all the college coaches in the country coming in and out of my gym during those, during that, during that, during those years. And built, and just kept networking, kept building relationships. During that time, the relationships that I started connecting with got me opportunity to be an assistant coach at East Tennessee State uh, with Steve Forbes, who's now the head coach of Wake Forest. And during my time at East Tennessee State, we had some great teams. Ended up going to the NCAA tournament, had a great run, and then got an opportunity to go to Illinois State to work with uh, Dan Muller, who's another guy who I had networked with when I was uh, working at camps at Vanderbilt. He was an assistant coach at Vanderbilt, and I worked the camp, got to know him, hanging out with him, and now, you know, here umpteen years later, he's the head coach of Illinois State. And I've been doing my thing on my side. We always stay connected. He had a job opening. I left East Tennessee State and went and worked uh, for Illinois State in the Valley. Um, and I'm skipping a major part because in 2014, when I was at Columbia State, I interviewed for the Tennessee State job. I didn't get it, but I ruffled some feathers and I got the attention. And, um, and I never, that's one thing, you know, and we'll, you know, I know we'll talk about Embrace Us later on, but that's one thing about my career that I feel like has been a key is to always treat people the right way. You know, I, I had this goal that I always told myself, if I went into a room, or if I worked somewhere and I left that room or I left that job, I wanted people to like miss me. I wanted people to remember, like remember how great of a person I was when I was there. Like, like Penny really cared about us. Like, you know, eating lunch with people, spending time with people, looking people in the eye and getting to know them, even if it's the janitor, you know, it, it, or the person that cleans up the, the, uh, the, the courts or, you know, whoever it is, the people working the cafeteria always try to treat people the right way. And, so, and if I happened to leave, they would say, man, I miss Penny. I remember when Penny was here and, oh, look at him. He's doing a good job at his new place. So like, that was really a key to me. And it paid off because look what happened with Tennessee State. When I, when I was there as a, gen, a grad assistant, they remembered me enough to when I was a JUCO head coach to bring me in for an interview at 28 years old. I didn't get it, but I got their attention. And even though I didn't get the job, I didn't leave bitter. Oh, y'all didn't give me a job. You should have gave it to me. Forget Tennessee State. I kept those relationships. I appreciated them for what they, for, for the opportunity they gave me. And then, you know, what, four, five years later, the job came back open and, and I got that job when I left Illinois State. So now I'm in Tennessee State I'm in my third year, 15th year coaching. And uh, it's just been, it's just been a blessing to, uh, to get here at an early age and have an opportunity to, to lead these young men. And we got a lot of exciting things that we're doing at Tennessee State. And I'm just going to be honest with everybody that this is just the beginning. You really haven't seen nothing yet of the things that we plan to do while I'm here. And coach, you know, you touched on two things in that, right? And I'm sitting over here and I always wait. I tell people I love sitting back and listening because I always wait for the, just those things that move me. And there's so many things you said just in those first like five minutes that have already and should already give a representation of the type of man that you are. The first thing you talked about and spoke about those journeys, right? And how often do we feel that maybe it's our time, right? And then we're brought back to reality because either we're rejected or we don't get that job or the thing we wish for, we don't get. I want you to do two things because you also mentioned a great time at Tennessee State. So I'm gonna tap into that as well uh, the recent blessing that you all have been, you know, received by a recent well, alum. Um, so we're going to talk about both of those things, but I want you to give a little bit of encouragement, right? Because that is a part of maturation that we have to receive. And that's not by age. How would you help somebody deal with rejection and understand God's timing? Because that's really what you just talked about, how you don't be bitter, right? When things don't go our way, to recognize that it just wasn't our time. What would you say to the person that has been rejected from that job? They felt that maybe it was their time. 
what's the encouraging word that you would say to them? The best thing, you know, as you're talking, this makes me think about like, no matter what, you want to continue to grow your tree, grow your branch. And as I'm doing that throughout your, as you're doing that throughout your career, you never know when you're going to have to use that branch to climb up to the next level or climb down a level, whatever you, the case may be. But you don't want to burn bridges. You want people to know that, you know, when adversity hits, that person right there can handle it. Oh, coach wasn't bitter when things didn't go his way. He understood that, you know, hey, I understand the process. I'm here. If it comes back around, you know, I'll be here again waiting on it. And when you're going through it, it's the hardest thing. When you get rejected or get told, no, it's not your time, it's the hardest thing to accept that, you know. And as a coach, that's one of the biggest things I preach to my guys all, all the time. And I, I probably said in 15 interviews, when adversity hits, you show who you really are. So just look forward to, look for, I look forward to adversity. Uh, I was on a call with Leonard Hamilton one time and he says, he says something about um, like adversity. If adversity hasn't, 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 hasn't hit your life yet, it knows your address. <laughs> Some, something along the lines of that. <laughs> yep. And I think that's so true. Like if things are, things are just going great, you, you gotta, I ain't saying something's gonna happen bad eventually, but you gotta prepare yourself when things don't go well, that how you gonna handle that? Because think about a game. When you up 20, everybody's high-fiving. Oh, we good. Hey, everybody on the bench happy. Everything's straight. Yep. When you're down 15, you're down 20, how you going to act? Are you still going to be like this? Are you still going to be together? Well, this is the same thing in life. Yep. All right? when, uh, when, when people throw you curveballs, are you going to hang your head and blank, point, every, uh, point the finger at everybody else? Or are you going to be the type of person that says, you know what? I'm going to reevaluate. I'm going to come back 10 times better next time. And in the process, I'm going to let the people know I'm not bitter. And I'm going to keep elevating because they're going to see you. They're going to see you. You know, they're going to see you elevating, doing what you're supposed to do. So, I mean, that's the biggest thing. I mean, don't burn bridges because you never know who you may need later on in life. That's huge, Coach. I told y'all we had a good one today. And, you know, when you mentioned uh, Coach Leonard Hamilton, he actually uh, is a, a, a regular pre-COVID uh, to my church. And so I laughed because... That came from none other than Pastor Stanley Walker. And he'll tell you all the time. His favorites are, uh, if things haven't happened to you yet, keep waking up and saying good morning. No doubt. And if things haven't happened yet, just understand they know your address. Your package just haven't been dropped off yet. And so that's why I laugh, but it's so true, right? And when we think about those things, I think that's so huge. Our young men, young women who watch us, those peers, our mentees that look up to us, People are paying attention. Even the people that are the haters, they're paying attention to see how you actually learn to handle adversity. Sometimes they'll do things just to see how you'll react. Mm -hmm. And the blessing is in your reaction. I tell people that all the time. Your true self, that servant leader, that, that man of faith, woman of faith that you are, shines through in the midst of adversity. So thank you so much just for touching on that because that was so needed. Coach, also talk to us about these. We talk about blessings and, and adversity don't just stop on addresses. Blessings do too. And recently we've seen in the media, um, you know, the donation by TSU alum Robert Covington to the men and women's basketball program. For those listeners who haven't heard about that in the wake of HBCUs actually and finally getting some of the due that they deserve. Can you talk a little bit about that to help these listeners know that may not have heard of what's coming to TSU? Yeah, um, you know, we, we were blessed. We we're blessed right now. Rob Covington is an alumni, plays for Houston Rockets, um, has decided to commit to building us a brand new practice facility on campus uh, for the men's and women's basketball program. And that's a huge deal. You know, you don't see that in any institution, let alone an HBCU of, of alumni reaching back uh, to do something like that, over a million dollar gift from, you know, young, especially a young African-American man. And he did it based off of what he went through at Tennessee State. His experiences molded him who he is today. And, and Chelsea, I'm going to tell you something that I'm going to give you the real how I really feel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've been giving political answers, but I'm going to give you real and raw. When we were in the pandemic and things were going the way they were headed and our world was in a frenzy and then George Floyd happened and it just rocked us. It rocked us to the core because we saw, you know, an eight minute, it wasn't the eight minute death, it was an eight minute murder. And it touched the hearts of the world. Like 
we've been getting people, we've been getting killed and sh sh shot and, and you know, done wrong on film. But this one, it was different. Uh huh. Breonna Taylor, it was different. It touched a, it, it struck a chord, and not the African American community only, the whole world, where it sparked this outrage and yeah. protest throughout the world. But what also happened, Chelsea, was people started talking about HBCUs. Uh huh. People yep. started saying, how can we help African American community? Well, naturally, HBCUs are part of African American community. Yep. So what people started saying was, we're going to do this for HBCUs. We're going to start sending these athletes there, whatever, whatever. You know, people were talking. But nobody, nobody really changed nothing. Uh -huh. People just talked. People just uh, threw a little tweet here or there. But there was not a massive change uh, from an infrastructure of this is what I'm going to do. And when Rob Covington decided that I'm going to build a practice facility for my HBCU, that's putting money where your mouth is. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that just because somebody is not putting a million dollars, you don't care. But when he decided to do that, that was a direct hit to, I care about my program. I care about my HBCU. I hear all y'all talking about it. I'm actually going to do this. And he he's challenging without saying it, other people, other wealthy people to give back. Not necessarily from an athletic standpoint, it could be from an academic standpoint, it could be from a nutritional standpoint, anything that can help the community rise. Because at the end of the day, if our program and our community is doing well, we're going to create a ripple, not only for our institution, we're going to create a ripple for our entire community. And that's what it's really all about, man, um, raising up the community. It's not about us winning a championship. Oh, they're getting facility, you just care about basketball. No, it's about us creating uh, businesses can thrive. Other people can start getting in jobs. The, the wealth of the community can rise up just off a program athletically doing well and succeeding. So hats off to Rob Covington. What he's doing is a legacy move. It's bigger than the money. And I'm just so happy that I was a, a part of the process to see this historic moment happen for a university and a city. I totally agree. And you said a mouthful um, and it was right on time. So I appreciate you giving me uh, the true blue answer. I know that uh, it's sometimes in our positions, and that's actually how the servant leader came about. That many times in our positions, there's so many things we want to say. There, there's a truth in the abundance of our, they say out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? And mm -hmm. it would speak a lot because we carry a lot here, but mm -hmm. we try to maintain order with our livelihood. And so I appreciate the realness of the answer because that answer is truly what many of us seek. I am also too, a graduate of an HBCU. And I tell people that all the time. You hit the nail on the head when you said you have to understand when we talk about expanding and bettering the Black community, right? HBCUs are a part of that. Mm -hmm. And there are so many things. We have to make people knowledgeable of these things. There are so many conversations that you have to have. It doesn't help if we're having conversations with people that get it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't help if we're having conversations in a circle that already understands but over these past months, the same thing you mentioned about Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, these are conversations that I've been able to have with some responsible um, and healthy and mature adults that honestly, what I'm realizing is that those people that truly care when you have those conversations, they don't understand. Nope. And so when they have that conversation, it's like, wow, I really never thought about it that way. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand. I had a conversation with somebody who felt that HBCUs was a way of us trying to separate ourselves. I said, no, sweetheart, HBCUs were made because we were separated from everybody else. Mm -hmm. All right. I need you to understand that. And so you have to understand that the truth and the pride. I was asked the question of why an HBCU for me. And I told them, I said, because the thing about it is I didn't just want an education. I wanted to educate myself, but also understand how to maneuver in this world as a black woman. I said, did that mean that I have friends at my HBCU who were other races? Not just white, Asian, Hispanic, whole bit, but the cultivation in the village mindset that it gives you. And then what that did for Rob Covington, he was basically raised through TSU and understanding exactly what you called it, a legacy move. That's exactly what it was because he's now building a legacy on top of a legacy that TCU, uh, TSU also allowed him to be a part of. So I appreciate you actually tapping into that. And I'm happy for you guys. I look forward to seeing that expand and actually come about. Coach, you know, you and I met on different levels. And I say that because I've watched you 
and paid attention to you far before we actually connected. Um, you know, starting with, you know, the swag that, that is unapologetic. You can't not know them and not pay attention to it. Um, and my mom always talks about presentation is everything. So that was the first thing, just being honest with you. And that's big, especially raising and mentoring men, right? That every day you show up on the sidelines, you have a representation, right? That you're upholding. But then we further met through Embrace Us. And I got to tell you, you know, I'm going to give you a chance to explain what Embrace Us is to our listeners. We've had many of our Embrace um, Us family on, but to now have you on one of the leading role members of this, glad to be a part. Can you just take the time to talk to us about Embrace Us, what that does for you on a day-to-day basis? You open, your opening line was, I'm just a man trying to connect the dots. Talk to us about Embrace Us and how that has helped you implement that because you wanted to connect the dots. Yeah, well, Embrace Us was, that's my, you know, if Rob Covington's legacy is, is the Covington Pavilion, Embrace Us is Penny Collins's legacy. <laughs> like, I want Embrace Us to be around forever and be something that people can say help change their life, to help put them in position, even if it's from a networking standpoint. Um, put them in position to let, make their dreams come true. And originally, I was I was inspired by the John Thompsons and Nolan Richardsons of the world um, to have a coaches organization that would allow us to come together and uplift our profession. But as we uh, continue to move forward, I decided that it would make more sense to involve everyone, from men to women to black, white. Asian, Hispanic, no matter what uh, race. And doing everything together, we're way more stronger. And now our organization has grown even more than I even could see, foresee three months ago when we first started. Uh, our, our organization is so powerful, I could easily brag about it. You know, I, I, I brag about our organization all the time to people, about how strong we are, about the different levels of personalities, um, if we were if we were a basketball team or a football team, since we got over sixty members, if we were a football team, we would have zero weaknesses. Yes, zero weaknesses. Whatever you need, we got it. Um, and now uh, we're starting to roll out different things and, and embrace us. Um, our, our, our theme is about transforming, empowering, and promoting the next Chelsea, the next Penny Collins, the next whoever to to be whatever they want to be. Um, one of our one of our philosophies is that we want to share our light. Whatever your profession, whatever you're great at, is your duty to help the next person under you become you or help them get to wherever you got to faster. Um, we're already, we've already uh, done a lot of events for our students in terms of mental health. We've had multiple Zoom calls. We got a women's coaching clinic coming out. We uh, got a turkey drive that we got coming for Thanksgiving. We got uh, next up, embrace us next up for the next uh, special coach. And who, how can we create the next Maria Taylor. You know, how can we connect the next Carrie Champion, who I saw last night say something and just put chills in my body. Come on, she did. Yeah. (laughs) But think about the young, you know, I say, I want to say the young girl, black, white, no matter what, that wants to get into broadcasting. How does she do it? You know, who, who do I talk to? You know, it doesn't make no sense for me to know one of the top agents in the country in terms of ADs and all that. And Coach Chelsea wants to be an AD one day and she's my friend and I can't put her on the phone. I can't, most of the time you can't even get a call with them. Well, right. guess what? I, I, I'm going to put you on a three-way right now. Talk to them right now, whatever you need. Oh, you want to do a event with them? Let's do it. And that's what Embrace Us is doing. We're, we're doing some special things. And uh, Coach Huff loves to say that we're a, a, it's a marathon. You know, we, we not, we, we're not sprinting. We're going to take our time and uh, not talking about, I ain't downplaying no no other organization, but we're not going anywhere anytime soon. And we're gonna be around and we're gonna create some real change. So I'm so excited about Embrace Us. I I tell you that men's basketball, TSU is my number one in terms of outside my family and my religion, obviously, but Embrace Us comes right behind that. Uh, And I I think about it daily. So it's it's, it's definitely something that, it's the last thing I'm gonna say. In life, as you're going through life, and you're in your profession every day and you're working hard at it and you're trying to be the best you can be. Well, there gets a, there comes a time and no matter how successful you are, there's something missing. You feel like, like I could be doing more. I should be helping more. 
I want to feed the homeless. I want to build a house for less fortunate. I want whatever that is. You know, there's something that you feel like I could be doing a little bit more. Every If you haven't felt it yet, just like Leonard Hamilton said, it's going to knock on your door. <laughs> it's going to eventually come. It's going to eventually come a time in your life where you're like, damn, there's something missing. I got to do more. I should be doing more. You be coming off three straight championships, coach. You're still missing something. Embrace us is going to fill that void. I feel, I, I feel, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I have had times in my life where I felt unfulfilled, even winning championships, even having being a family man, I still felt unfulfilled. I haven't felt like that since we had embraced us. I always feel like I'm I'm getting something done. I always feel like we're accomplishing something. And I know it's a long answer, but that's what Embrace Us is doing. It wasn't a long answer. That was the the, the right amount because that's just it. And there was so much more you could say because that's what Embrace Us is about. And I'm a, I'm proud to even be a part and had been asked to even be a part of that family because A, that's what it is. Because everything you described in that is the attributes of family, right? That we're going to stand on the shoulders of those that came before us, that we're going to lift and empower, that we're going to embrace one another, right? And so that's that's the family that it is. And, and, and it's so thankful to be a part of that. You know, it's amazing what you just said because- Years ago, I used to always say, I was like, I don't know. But when you feel God's tug, you may not understand what it is, but you feel it. And I would always tell my God, all the time, I just want to do something big. And I'm not talking about, I want to be a millionaire. I'm not talking about, I want to go pro at something. That's not what I'm saying. I want my impact, or as you said, a lot of times I hear my legacy to be felt. Not for me, but to help the people around me. I am a true servant leader at heart. I want to make people better. And I didn't know what that was. So I get exactly what you mean when you're saying that. And even just for the past now nine months of the servant leader and pushing and moving and, you know, moving God's agenda, I have peace. And so I understand what you mean. And now, you know, putting embrace us together and helping people out and on a day-to-day basis, you have basis, you have peace. I know you do. I see it. I do, I do. You know, it's not like, what we do. You know, well, I just piggybacking off what you just said. Like, you can the, the easiest way to answer that is you ask yourself when you wake up in the morning, like, who are you? Not like, who are you? Like, who are you? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm a ten-time winning championship coach, and I've done this and got these. Many. No, no, that who are you, Penny? Yeah. Who are you, bro? Like, like for real? Like, people. That's a mental health thing that people go through. They don't even know they're going through it. Yeah. Like, bro, who are you? I have not, I don't have that issue no more. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to brag. I'm not, I mean this in the most humble, humblest way. We're helping so many people right now. Nobody can say nothing negative about me. I'm helping so many people create their dreams and find their dreams. Not only my players and my family, but through Embrace Us and the people that are not even in Embrace Us. Once you realize what your purpose is, and how you can share your life, you don't, no matter what nobody says negative about me, I got so many positive things that I've tried to help people with when I've not tried, I have, that it just, that all that light just will outshine any negativity that could possibly come my way. And I just think that comes back from being your authentic self. If you yourself, goes back to what you said about the swag too. Like, I don't have to conform oh, yeah. to, to wearing something that is status quo on the sidelines. I don't have to conform to listening to certain music in my car every day to make sure that I'm trying to get the next, be the next coach at Duke. I'm the best Brian Penny Collins that I can be every day. And I think that's where it really, you know, to hang, that's really, I hang my hat on to be honest with you. And I think that that's it, right? You know, my kids, they always get on me. Uh, My girls, they're like, coach, oh my God, you're not that old. I swear you just have this old spirit, but I, I don't keep up with, the social media lingo, right? But I pay attention to people say my biggest flex is, right? And I think that's exactly what you just embodied. My biggest flex is that I have peace knowing that I'm helping people on a day-to-day basis. And because I'm fulfilled, I don't have to follow by the status quo, right? Mm-hmm. I follow behind being a servant leader. And that is why you're here today, right? That is why I respect you to the utmost because it's in your walk. It's a part of your lifestyle, right? It's, it's, is we take it as a grain of salt to help somebody else. The biggest thing you said, and I wish you could see it, I circled all the way around it. You said, I want to put people in positions to make their dreams come true. Mm-hmm. 
That's huge, coach. Nothing in that has a selfish nature. Nothing in that has anything about you that is advancing and making people better. And that's true servant leadership in action. My goodness. <laughs> that's dope, coach. Coach, you know, you talked a little bit about what Embrace Us did by mental health. And one of the things that I really have been trying to tap on as a topic and a focal point when servant leaders come on to talk with me, talk to us a little bit about what you do to empower your young men away from the basketball, because you do that so well. Some coaches find that very hard. We want to win. We want to succeed. But talk to us about what you do and how you tap into your young men outside of the lines. You know, everybody talks about communication, you know, being elite communicators. But I think one thing that I do with our guys is I'm an elite listener, too. You know, I allow them to tell me how they feel. We talk about these things uh, in private settings and in group sessions. Um, we have, I can't even count how many times we, we do just self upkeep in terms of PowerPoint presentations on preparing them about what's got to happen. Like I can tell you, but to actually do put it in PowerPoint form and say, look, this is what's gonna happen in your life. This is what you need to expect next and the fact that you have a paper due uh, a, a dropbox assignment due a lecture due you got to be on time to waits and on time to film go to the training room and get your treatment and still be ready to practice okay well that's the same thing as you got a light bill <laughs> just uh-huh. due a car note due your daycare is due for your baby. You still got to change the diaper when you get home and you still got to go to work and be on time for work. And then, you know, all the things. So you're going through this right now, but this is preparing you for life. And instead of just talking about that, we show them through PowerPoint presentations. We, 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 we do uh, role playing exercises with some of them fun, some of them serious. How, how are you going to act when you get pulled over by the police? How are you going to act if the police come to a party? And are you going, you know, are you going to make sure you got your hands up? Are you going, are you going to uh, comply? You know, we, we do all kinds of things like that. And then, and then of course we do a lot of stuff in the community in terms of giving back. Uh, COVID has stopped a lot of that this year, right. but even with the Turkey drive coming up, our guys are going to be involved with that, but we, I, one of the best things that we've done is go to the cancer, cancer, uh, the cancer center right here in Nashville. I tell you, that's, that's probably one of the most humbling things that we've done because you're seeing people that with terminal illnesses that know they don't have much time left and they're still smiling. They're still finding ways to put smiles on their faces and play cards and, you know, whatever we were doing with them, bingo. And, you know, to walk out of there and say, no, why are you mad at, why were you mad at practice yesterday? Uh-huh. Cause he missed you on the back door. Yep. You know, like, did you not see that lady yesterday? You know, she only got two months left smiling. Yep. I think you smile. So I mean, we do things like that. And so, um, and that's the real reward too. You know, when they come back 10 years later and say, coach, I remember when you did that. It's, it's not coach. I remember the play you called to win the game. It's the, I remember those times we spent and you spent helping us trying to become better men. That's amazing. And I think you hit the nail on the head. It's about showing right? We can tell all we want to, but they have, my mom used to always call them, that's, that's Miss Missouri, that's Mr. Missouri, that show me say, you have to show this generation, right, all the time, and you can tell them all you want to, I'm still sitting here struggling, you know, because the other day I had to show my point guards why I'm their coach, you know, we have to show them, but I think the biggest impact that we can make is not talking about it, but being about them, show them the bigger picture in life, right, understand like they're going to learn how to be a family man because they watch coach Collins be a family man. It's not something that you say, they watch you do it. And I think that's the best thing you say. Our young people get mad at the smallest of things and not to diminish it in their minds and to their maturation level. It is big, but once they see people fighting battles that are harder and out of reach from anything their minds could conceive, they start to realize the bigger picture. And you're showing them that. And I think that's huge. It's not always about what's inside the lines. What's outside of the lines are the things that truly help them be better men and women when that ball stops bouncing. So kudos to you for that. I applaud you for that. I think that's amazing. Um, Coach, 
you know, of course, this is a servant leader. In the midst of everything we do, we know that we're grounded by our faith. Can you talk to us a little bit about how your faith drives you? And the biggest thing too is, how does your discernment allow you and help you make decisions as a coach and as a family man? Great question. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I grew up in the church. Come on now. I, I'm not church. <laughs> church. So we would go to church and be in there all day, you know. So uh, I, I could. I'm, I'm the type of, I'm the type of kid that was the acolyte at church and you know I was saying, tell about it coach tell oh, about it Easter Sunday I was the one that uh, Brian gonna do this uh, Easter Sunday speak sermon and you know reading the Maya Angelou poem with the dashiki on in church all of that I did all of that but uh you know just for me you know in in my personal self everybody's got their way of how they you know they walk the, the walk with Christ every morning you know I I, I get up before I get up, you know, I, I have to take that time to meditate and pray every morning. And uh, I got this from Al Sharpton. Once I put my feet on the ground, the devil in trouble. You know what I mean? Like I got that mindset. Like I actually kind of verbalize that every morning. And in, in terms of my discernment, it's, it, it's, it's, it's what we've been talking about the entire time. Uh, you know, just how God sent his, sent Jesus um, here and, he just cared about everybody else. You know, he, he wanted to make sure that people understood he was a, trying to be do the right thing for everybody, being a good person. And I think that's the biggest thing that I take away from being a Christian is being a good person, treating people the right way, you know, and that goes a long way. I mean, it goes, a, it, it, it'll, it'll go so far as that's what people remember you by. You know, how many points you average, what kind of person you were. And I, I walk in that. I walk in that. You know, we walk in that daily. We, we our, our team, we pray daily. And an interesting thing, too, is that having respect as a Christian, it may not, it may, I, I, you know what, and you probably know the Bible better than me, so feel free to chime in. But our basketball team is not all Christians. We sure. got, we have kids Muslims, we have Indian, uh, we have, we probably got some people that believe, we got a young men on our team that believe in higher power, not necessarily Christianity. But being a good Christian doesn't mean you disrespect what they got going on. It's allowing people to come together and be on the same page. That's it. And so as a coach, when, you, when you're in that aspect, you're actually walking in that light as well, where you have to be a walking example of showing everybody how we got to come together. And it doesn't get talked about a lot. You know, you don't really bring up the religion and, you know, or politics a lot in circles. Uh, but we have those conversations all the time. And I think it goes a long way with our young men because it goes back to what I said in the beginning. You communicate, but are you listening? Mm -hmm. And when you listen to your young men and allow them to, to give you their, their, how they feel about the world, they can go a long way and you can get a better understanding of who you're dealing with. And, and once you understand who they are as a person, you can coach them better. That's it, coach. And, and that was so perfect. Okay. Because we talked about this before and, you know, I was questioned maybe what, three months ago, two months ago, we had Kathy Pondexter on. And the reason for that, you know, I move when God tells me to move, you know, that's my spiritual maturity. I don't care what, what people say. And the conversation was she grew up Christian. Um, she's now uh, practicing Muslim, but then she's reverting back to her Christian beliefs. And so we talked about that because the very thing you just said, as coaches and leaders, you can't say, well, I work in corporate America, but I'm only going to work with Christians. Right. <laughs> I'm a coach and I'm going to recruit outside of the U.S., but hey, we're going to be practicing Christianity over here. Oh, that's not how that works right and as my pastor say somewhere over there in john right it tells us and just calls us to love people not just love people but love them as he has loved us and i want you to understand it doesn't say love everyone as i've loved you when you got baptized it didn't say that <laughs> i created you so i'm just calling you to love people as i've loved you 
even when you mess up, even when you don't listen to me, even when you treat people wrong, just as you say, treat people well. When you treat people wrong, there's memes floating around that say, Kid, you can't walk around with a mouth full of scripture and a heart full of hate. I still love you. Amen. That's Amen. all God calls us to do. I don't care what you believe. I don't care what you look like. We can't control our skin color. God called you to love as he loved us. And if you pay attention to that, because sometimes people miss that other part, they'll say God calls us, called us to love. He did, but pay attention to the extension of that as I have loved you. And when you just take a minute, I charge everybody, anybody listening, anybody here with us, take a minute and think about those moments where we're not lovable. Think about those moments when we're disobedient, when he tells us to go left and we go right. And he loved us anyhow. Mm -hmm. Now think about your neighbor. Mm -hmm. If God can do that for you, why can't you do that for them? I'm not saying it's easy. That's what we should strive for. So coach, you hit that nail on the head, big time. Guys, I don't want to... uh, do what I normally do because I get carried away in good conversation. If there is anybody here with us uh, that has a comment or question or anything for coach, we're family here. Y'all, it is very laid back. Unmute yourself. You can talk to coach. You can ask a question. You can give him his kudos, his flowers while he's here. Go ahead. I'm going to take a chill. I thought I thought Larry popped on and maybe he was going to say something, but you're good. I just want to say thank you. I know we've talked before. I know we've gotten to know each other before, but I think it is. And I think I always say this when I come on here and talk and whatever, but coach Chelsea always outdoes herself (laughs) and every single time. But I do know that she, I mean, I've known her now because the pandemic is what brought us together, but over the months and months and months of watching her as she watches everybody else, I've learned and seen for sure that she does. She moves when God tells her to move. And that's something I, I really admire about her. I think it's awesome. I think I've taken so many notes from that, but that is something that her bringing you and bringing Embrace Us into this community too has been something that has been life-changing not only for me, but I'm sure for everybody else on this call and everybody else that listens. But I appreciate you so much for everything that you do. And we've talked, again, you've reached out to me with the Embrace Us and with everything else, but I just appreciate the space that you've, created just like coach Telsey created this space for us in this manner like I really truly appreciate the space with embrace us and the um kind of the stretch that you've allowed us to have and the connections like you said and it is it's it's a marathon it's not something that's a sprint and I don't think you want it to be a sprint and that's awesome too because it's like sometimes I feel like uh, immediately when I got an embrace us one of the things I was thinking what, what part am I going to put in that? What part am I going to put in that? And one of the first things that was said is it's a marathon. And I was like, oh, and just that by itself kind of just relaxed me and calmed me by itself. So I think it is a marathon and I appreciate that. And I appreciate everything you do. And Coach Chelsea, as always, I appreciate you. Thank you for that, Kendra. Hey, and I said the same thing, right? As soon as like when they reached out to me, uh, Huff and uh, Coach Collins, I was like, um, okay, y'all sure? <laughs> So I, I totally get it. Uh, we have, um, I'm looking down here at chat. I don't want to leave her out. Uh, Coach um, Lanice Stallings, she said, um, Coach, you have always been a light to watch. Uh, he's also taking the time to mentor a young coach like me whenever I needed it. Uh, today was no different. I got a lot from him, especially stepping into a new journey. I was about to say that. So congratulations to you, because I think I saw that. I was halfway asleep last night when I got to the house. But congratulations to you, Coach. Uh, I do believe I saw, and I don't want to get it wrong, Coach got a new, uh, is a head coaching job? Yep, Am I correct about that? Yep, yep. Congrats, Coach. We got some server leaders in the making. So she said, thank you, Coach Penny, and thank me as well. We thank you. Thank you for what you do, big time. Iron sharpens iron. And so a community like this totally helps to sh- keep us sharp. Sure. Do we have anybody else? I want to leave by anybody out because I have about two more for you, Coach. Right. Coach Chelsea, I have a comment if uh, if you don't mind. Sure. I just want to know who I'm speaking to. This is Byron Taylor. Hey there. I don't mind. What's up, Byron? How are you? <laughs> What's up? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So um, been I had to go back and watch a few of these. I've really, really been enjoying these. And um, just I just want to say thank you for, for, for sharing these with coaches. Um, 
this is this is an awesome platform and um you got some great great guests i'm just gonna keep tuning in and make sure i catch up and, and keep taking these notes i'm definitely enjoying it and uh coach penny great job keep doing what you're doing brother yes sir thank you for that Thank you for that. Uh, me and Coach Taylor go way back here in Tallahassee. So thank you for that. I appreciate it so much, man. I'm humbled. I tell people all the time, you know, this, this platform truly came from God. And I was actually invited to uh, call a seat at the table, uh, women's devotion uh, by one of our speakers, Ms. Dorothy Gentry, uh, who is a contributor to so many different uh, platforms for Dallas, WNBA and NBA teams. And they said yesterday that, you know, and I don't want to get it wrong because it was so huge. When we as servant leaders, I'm in, inserting that part, but walkers and people of faith, if it's from God, it'll flourish. If it's from God, it'll flourish. If you just let him lead the way, you know, if he plants a seed and you do his will, it'll flourish and understand what flourish means, right? Jesus left the 99 for the one. You know, so I don't care if a day brings 75 people or five people. I just want to continue to do his will. So that means a lot. Thank you so much, Byron. Coach, you know, I ask people all the time, right? That's the whole reason why we are here. I ask people all the time, you know, servant leadership is two words. And much like love, you'll hear me say, people can say they love you all day, right? But does the action behind it show you that they really love you. Servant leadership is an action word. And I'm on a mission to streamline this definition, but continuously. You are speaker, Kendra, I did it. You are speaker number 81. You are speaker number 81. And so with each speaker I have taken in their eyes what servant leadership is to coach Brian Penny Collins, what is servant leadership to you? So I've listened to a few of your shows, so I knew this was coming. <laughs> but honestly yes, sir. but honestly though I didn't have an answer for you because everybody has said you know what I'm saying exactly what it is but I would tell this is what I'll, I'll take it a layer deeper and obviously to me being a servant leader is, is doing things for other people um other than yourself so that's that's the obvious but I, I want to say this um anybody can do stuff for other people you know you can cut a check you can make a phone call for somebody uh, you can connect the dot, but I think doing it with the good intentions and, and in your heart being pure, and I would sum all that up to having purpose when you do things. Um, being a servant leader, you must have purpose. Um, you got to have a pure heart. You got to do it with good intentions. Uh, making a phone call, I could, I could put you on the phone with somebody and then not even think about it no more, but it's the follow-up of saying, hey, how did that go? I want to make sure it went well and actually genuinely, authentically caring about a person. Um, I think you sum that up with a lot of the things that we've already said today uh, is my true definition of servant leadership. Bullseye. I knew it was going to be something different in there. Everybody starts saying, oh, I think they said it. And it's something else. And I think that's the biggest thing. So often we do things and they have a motive behind it. But if I'm a true servant leader, I am literally doing it from my heart. Because as you say, and I'm telling you, that is your pinned quote for today. Okay. Mm -hmm. I want to put people in positions to make their dreams come true. And when I do it, I'll follow up on you to make sure it's there. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'm not doing it because it has anything to do with me. I'm not doing it because I want anything from you. Or credit. Or credit. And that's perfect. And, and I can attest to the fact, right? And I'm going to put this out here and, you know, this is not how he is, but I'm doing it because I do believe we're in that. We've always heard it, but we're in that uh, mainstream of giving people their flowers. When I, the first actual conversation I had with coach, coach Collins said, Chelsea, what do you want? I'm like, huh? What is it that you want? What are your goals? <laughs> and when, and it's funny because, you know, personally in your journals and your, daily meditation for yourself, what you want for yourself. But when somebody puts you in a position, it throws you because that's not a question that's always given, right? We're in a world where people take, 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 take. But when a person comes to you and says, hey, so talk to me about your goals and dreams. And let's talk about how to 
fill in the gaps to get you there. Let's build a road to get you there. How can I help? And you're stunned because in life that is a rarity and you're stunned because you're like, um, okay, wait, I know my goals, but I'm stumped because I don't get that. So let's talk about it. And then in my answer, his response is like, okay, let's get you there. And every day after that, even if you don't understand, right? My mind is very intuitive, so you know, but even if you understand the moves or the calls or the text messages that come, is a purpose behind how you move once you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that is the true embodiment of a servant leader is once they find out how to help you, they then find ways to help you in ways you never knew you needed. And that's what you do. You make people better. So I appreciate you for that. Coach, last question here as we begin to close up. I appreciate you and I want to get you to that barbecue. Y'all yeah, know we were talking about. about, about make me cry down over here. <laughs> yeah. nah, I appreciate- of course, in this pandemic, and I tell people this, you'll hear me say this if you listen to the servant leader. We've had so many individuals on and so many good things. I'm empowered every day. I think this has been the longest professional development that I've been a part of in my life as an educator and a coach. This pandemic has brought us all some to their knees. And and that's a twofold definition. When they say so, didn't bring me my knees weakened. It brought me to my knees knowing who I serve and where my help comes from. But understanding by, didn't matter by race, didn't matter what region of the world we lived in, the pandemic touched and hit everybody. In this time, you moved. Some people didn't. And for those people who are not seeing the blessing in the pandemic, who see this as a time of defeat, give them some encouraging words to the coach, to the leader, to the person that's lost their job, to the person that was furloughed, to the, to the bridges that had been burned, how can you place them? What, what message do you have if we close up today to empower them to move, as you said, wait on God's timing, but at the end of the day, work to be authentic and helping everybody else to make their dreams come true. The things that we're going through right now and anybody going through any true adversity right now, you don't want to let the devil win. He's enjoying you struggle. He's enjoying it. And my thing in this time right now is, is that you know when you come out of this, you're going to be better for it. You're going to be stronger. This is the biggest adversity in any year in my lifetime. So right now, you have an opportunity to show whoever seen, whoever's around you who you really are. And however, however you're moving right now, you got an opportunity to change that right now. Because when you come out of this year, there's gonna never gonna be another time as tough as, as the times is right now. And for my for my life personally, I like kind of get, I said it earlier, but I kind of look forward to the storm. When I was a little boy, Chelsea. I used to be scared of thunderstorms. Not like, no, he he's shaking scared. And my mama told me something that I'll never forget. Every time, it, you know, and when I say thunderstorm, I mean like the ones where the, the news, the reports go on the bottom, you know what I'm talking about? And you like gotta take cover and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah. about to hit Davidson County. It's about to hit DeKalb County. I'm but, in Florida, you know I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those thunderstorms right there, I used to get scared, shaking. I would go to my mama's room, and I'm like nine years old, not a five-year-old, like shaking, like 10 years old. Like, ooh, mama, this thunderstorm about the tornado. And she said something that instantly changed my life. She said, Brian, you're going to go through so many more thunderstorms and tornado warnings in your life. Are you going to act this scared every single time? There's going to be so many storms in your life. You might as well get rid of that fear and know they're coming and be ready to deal with it. And I remember looking at her like, you right. I can't be this distraught and this rattled, this scared every time. Eventually I got to man up, so to speak. And so I remember instantly not being scared of that stuff no more. And I would say the same thing to anybody that's going through what they're going through right now. You're going through a temporary moment and release that fear because God got you 
and he's going to bring you out of this. And on the other side of that storm, it's going to be light. Now, the key is, Chelsea, is what we always talk about. When he give you that light, look at my son. When he give you that light, you better share it. There it is. And I'll leave with that. Bullseye. Penny, what's up, man? Oh, what up, boy? Hey, man, I couldn't, I couldn't let it, let it end without, without saying something, man. You've been a, a inspiration um, to me even before you knew it. Uh, we've talked about it before on that first press conference. I knew you were different when you started told that band to start playing. You know, we, we we talked about it then, so that's that swag that that Chelsea talked about. But you know, I'm not in the position I'm in if it wasn't for you um, and you telling me to let my light shine. Um, for what my goals are, man. So I appreciate that. I appreciate the message that you gave today, man. I hope somebody could really understand and listen that it's you. That's your heart, man. That's what you're about. Um, and that's what Embrace Us is about. And that's why all these people are are with you uh, to making a change and enacting change and transforming and empowering. So giving you those flowers, man. Appreciate you, brother. Love you. Love you too, bro. I appreciate you saying that, man. Real talk. It's all you, though. I got your back. I think that was golden uh immediately and we hear these all the time but immediately um coming from the word that i mean that's what i got let your light so shine so men may see your good works and glorify our father who's in heaven and you do that every day you don't try to shine for you you shine because that storm your mom talked about the storms you face every day grow you. And when that light shines on the other side, the other side of your storm, you don't hold it to yourself. You don't fear that it dims from passing it on. You take your candlestick and you keep lighting everybody that you touch. And one of the things that you taught me is that even if sometimes, and we've seen it sometimes when we do light other people, that flame can maybe go out temporarily. But because you lit someone else, you'll reignite. And so we thank you so much just for what you do, being the man that you are. I want y'all to pay attention. Even in this space that he's been in, he was so laid back because that's just how he is. And I call it peace because I recognize it. I thank you for being the man of God that you are. I thank you for being the coach that you are, the leader that you are, and that you walk what you talk. You are a true servant leader. And I thank you for your time because I know what you had to do on your agenda today. So I thank you for your time because I tell people all the time, time is the one thing we can't get back. You can't exchange it. You can't rewind. Once it's given, it's given. It's the most precious gift. So thank you for your gift today. I'm going to give you the opportunity to say anything in closing that you'd like to say, and we'll get out of here. No, I appreciate you, Chelsea. You know, you already know that. Um, I think what you're doing is unbelievable. Uh, when when you do feel like you're a little fatigued and you think you need to slow down, you don't. Uh, you just got to make sure, just like what I'm doing every day, that you got balance. That's the key. Um, you know, my son walked in here and walked around. It's cool. As soon as we get off of this, as soon as I get done with this, I'm done for the day with dealing with with basketball, you know. Yeah. Uh, until he goes to sleep, then I'm going to pull that film out. <laughs> 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 but uh, it's about balance. You know, it really is, you know. Got to get in here and spend time with my wife and my, my son. And um, and then I'll, I'll worry about our Embrace Us meeting when I wake up in the morning. And um, But I'm just elated that you, you had me on. And thanks so much. And uh, anytime you need me, I'm here for you. But we're, we're going to do some really big things together. Our organization is is, is beginning to create some some dents in the, in the world. And we're going to continue to do it. And thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're always here for you. You can find us if you can't tap in on our scheduled days and times. You can always tap into the Servant Leader Podcast on all platforms. Uh, you'll be empowered. Uh, it's not about me. It is moving God's agenda forward. So I thank you guys for your time and listening. If you guys will bow your heads, we'll say a prayer and get out of here for the day. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you again for this time well spent. We thank you, Lord God, for your servant leaders for your coaches and your leaders that are just working to make this world that you've provided for us a better place. Help us to continue to let our light shine, Lord God, even in the midst of storms, Lord God, so that when we can get on the other side of those things, like Coach Penny said, that light can shine brightly, not to keep to ourselves, but to help others along the way. 
Help us to continue to lift somebody as we climb, Lord God. Remove the crab and the bug and mentality. Remove the mentality, Lord God, of fear. For you've not given to the spirit of fear. You've given us the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind, Lord God. So just help to build us where we're weary, Lord God. Fill our tanks when we pour out and help other people. But more importantly, Lord God, just help us to remember that we do this for your glory. We do this for you. And even in our weakness, Lord God, you provide strength. So help us to find balance, just like Coach Penny talked about. Help us to lift somebody up. Help us to make others' dreams come true, Lord God. Not for us, but for you. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Coach. I appreciate you. All the coaches that were listening today, I appreciate you guys. If you ever need us, just reach out and I promise you, we got you. Bye, guys.